What is up, everybody? It is Chris Aiken from the Classic Metal Show and the Aftershocks podcast. And I just wanted to remind you that if you are a podcast listener to the Classic Metal Show or Aftershocks or the Shockwave Skull Sessions, which you all should be, you can now get all three in one location. That's right, one location. It is on the CMS Podcast Network. That's right. Just go to anchor.fm slash CMSPN, as in CMS Podcast Network. Just go there. Make sure you subscribe. No matter which platform you're using, there's links to all of them there, whether it's Apple or Pocket Casts or Breaker or CastBox or whatever. Whatever you use, it is there. So get yourself subscribed to the CMS Podcast Network, and you will get three, I mean three, great shows all in one location. So do it today. Subscribe to the CMS Podcast Network. That is anchor.fm slash CMSPN. Do it! Cool. All right. Well, here we go. And welcome to another episode of Aftershocks on AftershocksPodcast.com. And our guests on today's podcast are coming to us from the City of Angels, and they're ready to drop their new full length titled Year of the Rat. Comes out October 16th on Upstate Records and Blood Blessed Distribution. We got Kay and Ben from Metallic Hardcore Outfit Matriarchs. What's up, guys? How you doing? Thanks for coming on today. Thanks for having us on the show. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? What's going on? All right. Well, let's talk about Year of the Rat, man. We're both, uh, me and Chris, you're really digging this record. Uh, I'll just give you my little quick, you know, breakdown of it, I guess. Uh, obviously, it's a lot different than uh, the first album, Scandalous Joints. Much different sound you got on this one. Uh, to me, it's got really a great blend of a lot of sounds, sounds that I love. I'm talking like, you know, all types of metal, groove metal, new metal. Uh, you got New York hardcore in there. You got the 90s beatdown stuff in there. And even at times... It goes into like a doomy sludge sort of, you know, parts too, which is great. It's really just a, a really a great potpourri sort of of all the different types of metal and hardcore. And of course, Kay, with your vocals in there, you know, fits right in with everything. I mean, not just your screens, but the clean, the clean parts as well. I really love. And uh, but the the thing I really love about the record more than anything is that it's very you know unpredictable. You know, from song to song, um, you don't know what's coming, what type of tempo, what type of vocal approach. Uh, and just as a listener, I think that really keeps, you know, keeps me especially dialed in. And, you know, just it's interesting because of the suspense. You don't know what's coming next. So just, I guess, uh, we'll start with you, Kay. Talk a bit, bit about how, well, first of all, how did you guys kind of come together? Because I know, uh, Kay, you just kind of joined the band this year, right? So how did you guys sort of connect with each other? So I guess Ben could talk a little bit more about that. Um, but I, so I make TikTok videos. I take the trending sounds on TikTok and I turn them into like metalcore versions so that the metal community has uh -huh. sounds to use for their own TikToks. Uh, it's something that we kind of figured out that we could do as a niche on there. And uh, so Ben kind mm -hmm. of found me through TikTok and he was like, hey, do you want to maybe feature on a song and I was like yeah let's do it I would love to do a feature and then one feature led to another feature led to another feature and then eventually he was like well do you want to do a whole record and then he was like do you want to join the band and I was like let's go let's go baby nice. <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah awesome yeah, that was pretty so much I it. mean so uh, Ben is that yeah you just you found her on TikTok 
Yes, before that, um, we've been without a singer for about a year and a half, I think. Um, mm -hmm. And I was just getting my friends to do vocals on stuff. I got Neil from Cutthroat. Um, mm -hmm. he, did, he did the first one. And then I had um, Frankie from Amir do one. And I had uh, Mike Terry from Volumes and Barrier Dead do one. And that was like fun. But once I laid eyes on one video of her, I was like, oh shit. Like, I'm just gonna see what's up. I hit her up and she was open to it. And we've been just cranking out tunes. I mean, we're still writing now. So yeah. it's been really cool. That's awesome. Well, like I was, I was mentioning before, it is a big difference from the first record, from uh, Scandalous Joints, D much different sound. Uh, that, would, that had more of the traditional sort of hardcore sound um, on that record. So what made you kind of pivot, Ben, over uh, from that over to You're the Rat in terms of changing up the sound a little bit? I mean, I think it's a great move you did, by the way, but uh, just curious as what switched it up. Well, for me, it was a couple of things. The first thing is like these songs I've been working on for a long time. Uh, some okay. of them are actually kind of old. Um, and the the whole thing behind it is I had kind of like a matrix for me is just that's whatever I want like whatever I wanted to do, like in aggressive music, that's like kind of my outlet for it. Mm -hmm. Now, now that it's got a, you know, McKay's joint and it's it's becoming more of a like a like an actual band. But before it was just kind of like a studio project and I was just kind of expressing myself. I didn't expect it to go anywhere. We had a band. And uh, they were all featured on the record and everything. Um, but I was writing most of everything. I write most of everything anyway. So I always expected there to be some sort of uh, kind of just a natural progression. I don't want to put out the same thing over and over again. I love hardcore. I come from hardcore and beatdown. That's, mm -hmm. you know, my love. But I also love metal. I love Meshuggah. I love like, you know, all kinds of different uh Tech, more technically proficient bands and stuff like that. So, I mean, as I got better as a musician, I wanted it to kind of up the ante as sure. much as I could. Awesome. Nice. Well, well, Ben, you know, I, I just want to build on that a little bit. I, I know a lot of musicians, and once they become the the Dave Mustaine of the business, so to speak, of their business, once they become the, the dictator of their domain, it is awfully, awfully hard for them to let go and bring other people in what what was it was it just hearing Kay and hearing what she brought that made you willing to give that up or is it something that you you probably still have to fight somewhat like when you're in the studio um i think just getting to know her while we were writing and just this entire time it's we established trust really fast you know so i just know because i've been doing music and bands for a really long time now like you know, just because you have like kind of an idea of how things are supposed to go, it doesn't mean you're right. Like, I mean, there's a many ways to do something. And as far as like, you know, being in a band, it's about making sure everybody's expressing themselves and feeling like it's, you know, like actually owning it. You know what I mean? Like I'm right. really about that. So the minute she joined, you know what I mean? It's, it's her baby too. I want it. I want her to care. You know what I mean? So obviously we're going to care about each other's opinions and like make sure everybody's kind of hurt. It's it's never been an issue for me. The Dave Mustaine thing was kind of, I mean, I wouldn't call that. I'm not that, but uh, that was kind of, that was kind of thrown on me. You know what I mean? Like I I'm looking for people that kind of uh, felt the same way and like were enjoying the music that I was creating, and that's kind of where we're at now. Where I'm finding the right musicians that are into it and like ready to roll. So you know, we're 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 at the best that we've ever been. I mean, sound wise and everything. Sure. 
Mm-hmm. And, and and where do you stand with that, Kay? Are you are you because you're you know you've been kind of the dictator of your own domain as well, not necessarily with music, but as far as your career, which you which you gloriously glazed over like you like you're you know a, a person <laughs> on Fiverr taking twenties to do TikTok videos, when really you have this long career of really big f- photography and production type things. You know, but I guess it's the same question for you. You've had your own you know, business, more or less, that you've been doing. And now you come into being a team player in a team. Was easy transition, hard transition, or normal transition? Yeah, so it was uh, an exciting transition. So I have another project called Chasing Satellites, and that's uh, similar to what Matriarchs was, a studio project, you know. And that was Chasing Satellites was like my baby and I've never had like band members for it. I haven't played with a band or in a band since 2014 when I lived in Australia, you know? Mm-hmm. So this was my the first band to approach me in, you know, what, six years and say, hey, do you want to be a part of something? And the fact that it was a local band in LA, it wasn't something that was like, you know, on the other side of the country or even in another country that was like, hey, do you want to do this internet thing? You know, this was like an opportunity for me to, to showcase live and play live shows and yeah unfortunately this year we're not really able to play live shows but um it's still a chance to you know practice with a band and write music with a band and write music with other people and i think that that has been the most exciting thing for me is to become a part of something that is already you know like ben has already established this band you know so it's it's something that i just came into and I'm very grateful for the opportunity to be a part of it. Yeah. No, awesome. You know, and you just mentioned your other band, uh, K Chasing Satellites, that you've done, you know, which is completely different, obviously, uh, yeah. more of the, sort of a post-hardcore mm-hmm. kind of sound to it. So, I mean, as a vocalist, how challenging is it when you're going from one completely different style to another? I mean, is it hard really to sort of keep the styles separate, especially when you're writing lyrics or coming up with an approach that you want to do for a song? So style-wise, um, Matriarchs is obviously heavier than Chasing Satellites, and my previous band was a melodic hardcore band. Uh, so you know, I I love hardcore music. You know, I grew up listening to bands like Hatebreed, um, mm. and so I have a lot of influences there. So it's not difficult. It's just the music is different. So I naturally want to write in a different style, if that makes sense. Mm. But I do want to bring my elements of like clean vocals into the hardcore stuff, because honestly, I've always wanted to be a singer. And I was mm. I've been screaming for over a decade. I did it as a joke when I was 14 years old and figured out <laughs> I could do it. And I was like, well, I guess I'm a metal screamer now. So, <laughs> so I, uh, I love metal screaming and stuff, but I've only been singing for about four years, like clean, like properly singing uh, with the help of, you know, amazing producers and things like that. So I'm still improving and still learning how to sing, but I want to bring that into this heavier music because it's something I really, really am passionate about wanting to do. So definitely uh, trying to bring more cleans into the hardcore world. Sure. No, it sounds great. But, you know, um, speaking of L.A. hardcore, I just, you know, just to go into that for a second, I think what you're hearing these days out of there is really it's it's as good as it's been in quite some time, in my opinion. I mean, you know, obviously, if you go back to the Venice Beach days when you had all those crossover bands, you know, that really sort of, to me, were the catalyst of L.A. hardcore. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people say Black Flag and Circle Jerks, but they didn't really have that metallic sound that you're hearing now in hardcore. And, of course, you know, we're talking about bands like Suicidal or 
Excel, Beowulf, Neighborhood Watch, all those great bands. But and then since then, you know, there's been some great bands too. Obviously, Downset in the '90s, great band, Strife. But I would say over the last ten to fifteen years, the scene's really grown really exponentially. I mean, we're seeing really a lot of great bands coming out of LA now. You know, the hardcore scene now. I mean, obviously, you guys with Made Trucks, you got Terror, who's been there for a while, Count Time, uh, the new band Arcline, and of course, Ben, the other band, you're in Cutthroat who I saw a few years ago with Prong and Powerflow, man, the guys killed it. Uh, and there's also a great website out of LA, uh, Noeka, which is like the place to read up on new and upcoming uh, hardcore bands. So I guess, uh, Ben, give us your opinion on what you're seeing since you've been in the LA scene for a while now, what you're seeing these days. And do you think it really can have that same influence that an impact that it had back, you know, in the eighties and nineties? I think that there's kind of like a, everything kind of goes in cycles and ebbs and flows. And right now, just given everything going on, I think people in general might be, LA is kind of a weird place to market hardcore. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, as far as like the lifestyle, the culture and everything like that, you know, it kind of really conflicts with a lot of the uh, mm -hmm. Hollywood societal kind of thing. So it's, it, it's difficult to find an audience anyway. And, you know, the, the better things are, the less people are pissed off, the less there's a market for angry music. And I think sure. that now that enough shit has happened, like, you know, people are broke, people have been stuck inside, they're like, they're, they're more frustrated, they're, they're more receptive to someone screaming and like, you know, talking about something that they're going to connect with because they're pissed off. And I think that a lot of bands have been like working real hard. I mean, like Arcline, for example, Marty, uh, he actually played guitar for Matrix for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we played in LA bands for many years before that as well. Um, you know, these are all guys that have been working on this for years, but right now the time is kind of coming where bands are gonna, you know, have that opportunity to take off because the people are receptive to it, at least around here. I think they're becoming more receptive to it. That's true. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you with the marketing uh, perspective. I, I actually had a, a hardcore label there in the mid 2000s, I signed, uh, count time i put out their first record and yeah it was very challenging um you know obviously like you said you know with the marketing uh, ways no no doubt um so that's good to see that that's changed that's awesome you know speaking let's talk about to your other band cutthroat i mean at the start of the year you guys were on the persistence store there with i mean what a great tour what that was agnostic front gorilla biscuits you know billy bio wisdom and chains what a tour man tell us a bit about playing on that tour and what did you take away from that that you could probably now use uh, you know, and put towards meat trucks when you guys are looking to tour, maybe overseas one day. I mean, that was an experience of a lifetime. I mean, that's an understatement. Mm -hmm. uh, as far as like, sure. the biggest thing is just, well, it was actually kind of, I'm, I'm kind of spoiled because this tour, everybody was, the vibe was so positive and everybody was just kind of mm -hmm. on the same level as far as what we were out there to do, have a good time. Like mm -hmm. there was literally no problems. And you had about 30 people, uh, you know, awesome. cramped up in buses and stuff, going town to town and whatever. And it, every, it was a party literally every day. And nice. <laughs> what I took away from that is, I think beforehand, the, the European tour I did beforehand, it was really where I started learning, you know, just about coexisting with a bunch of different personalities mm -hmm. and how that works. And, that's, and that being really, first and foremost, the most important aspect of, that whole endeavor like touring getting to because it's all about getting to know people and being just being a, a stand-up person you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that's that gets you pretty very far in hardcore like just being working hard and not being a dick you know yeah and, <laughs> totally. 
<laughs> and you know that's it, that that's basically what you, you take away from it. It's pretty simple, in, in my opinion. Sure. Nice. Now, now, um, okay, I'll throw this one to you. Um, you know the um, the pandemic has just fucked everybody in every which way possible. There's just no there's no real way to put it other than that. A band with a new sound that wants to be a live band and you're stuck at home, that that just is horrible. I have to imagine it's doubly horrible for you because you also have the other side where, you know, having the photography career. And I don't think anybody, I know everybody talks about music and they talk about, well, my band can't tour and we're just going to make these videos, whatever. Photographers have the double whammy because there's not even a sideline you could do necessarily. There's there's nothing to take pictures of that you can do right now. So talk about how hard this has been for you as both a a creative musician and a creative eye to maintain and keep going forward. You know, with with a semblance of your career. Yeah. So it's been super interesting, honestly. And like, I'm, I know people are struggling and people are out of work. People got furloughed and laid off and blah, 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 you know, and everybody's struggling. But like, to be honest with you guys, I feel like I've been thriving during this pandemic. Okay, I feel like as a freelancer, and I think I, I also have a podcast called Project Freelance, where I interview other freelancers about how they built their businesses. So I think that freelancers adapted faster than everybody else, because like, I already worked from home. You know, I have a home right. office. Like mm-hmm. I work from inside my bedroom. I have a desk set up, studio set up, all that stuff. Like I I just figured, well, I'm already doing this. I might as well figure out what I'm going to do in order to keep being able to pay my rent and make money and save money and do all this stuff for the future. And so I went more into video editing, which, okay. you know, I already have been video editing, but I just did more of that because a lot of people brought their online courses you know, they started doing online courses, they started doing all these things online, so they needed editors. So I started editing, I started doing voiceover work, things like that. So I've done some ads, some video games, some stuff like that. So it's been super exciting. And then I just dove straight, like deeper into music, you know, like I obviously with Matriarchs, we did, you know, a full album during quarantine. And then I also put out a six track solo EP called pandemic about the pandemic. Um, because I was like, well, this is affecting everybody. So it's very relatable. So we might as well write some music about this. So did that. So I've just, I've been keeping busy enough so that I'm kind of distracted from what's going on, if that makes sense. Cause I didn't really want to think about it. Um, and then to be honest now, video work is starting to pick up again. I've shot like three or four music videos in the past couple of months for bands. And I've, I had a goal at the beginning of the year to shoot 10 music videos and I'm already about to pass that and just continue on. So I'm super stoked about, you know, the opportunities I've gotten despite us being in a global pandemic. Sure. Have, have the videos been a different style though? Because I, I yeah. mean, are they the, the home videos where you're piecing <laughs> together different performances? Is that, is that what it's, it's been? been? It's been interesting. So I uh, I flew up to Yakima, Washington, to film a music video for a band up there, and it was a so it was a uh, basically a singer who had hired musicians, and I you know wore a mask the whole time and tried to keep my distance from everybody. But like nobody in Yakima, Washington, has COVID, so I mean right. it's pretty chill. They're pretty mm. secluded out there. And then uh, last week I shot a music video for um, a guy that's actually producing my music with Chasing Satellites. His name's Lenny J. Uh, he also writes his own music, so he's got a solo record coming out. So he wanted a music video done. 
and he played all the instruments on the song. So it was me and him in a warehouse. And we, I just filmed him play the drums, play guitar, do vocals and bass and all in one location. So uh, it's been very like COVID compliant, if you will. Um, but it's definitely been quite a challenge. So I'll say that. Sure. Very cool. And, and Ben, you know, one of the guys that we know in the business that we like is the we like him a lot, is the owner of your label, Mario. Talk, talk a little bit about not only his passion for the music, because he, he's that odd bird that, you know, is successful, but at the same time is passionate. He's not just signing bands that he sees, you know, a thousand sales to. He, he has to believe in it before he actually brings brings the band in so talk about working with a guy like that and and talk about how working like that with a guy like that is either beneficial or more difficult during the pandemic when you can't get out there and do what you do best well i mean i've known mario for a while so um and i'm like an independent business owner for like 10 years so we both kind of are come from a very similar mentality we discussed everything before we even before I even pitched anything. We had been talking about you know me making new music and then me finding K and all that. So I was kind of updating him as my friend, um, and then it was just kind of a no brainer for me uh, to you know offer it up to him. And he you know he was more than happy to and and has been a huge help. Uh, he's like super into it and has been really helping and pushing and using all of his like resources to to help us out. He he works pretty hard. For his fans actually so um it's been awesome. Yeah, awesome much better experience than i've had in the past let's put it that way okay. <laughs> nice well i mean Kay, you know you've got really a quite interesting story moving from a kid from oklahoma as a teen to abu dhabi that is quite the change in, in many ways. Uh, tell us a bit about your experience with that in terms especially you know of course uh, in terms of music too going from you know, the United States to Dubai at such a young age as a teenager. Yeah, so I I feel like I mostly missed out on like TV shows that were popular, but as far as music goes, I was on like torrent sites anyway. So I found okay. all my music that I listened to through like mp3boo.com. I would basically wow. <laughs> judge, uh, judge bands by their album art. And if I thought your album art was cool, I would listen to your music, you know? So <laughs> that's, that's how I found like uh, For Today and In Hearts Wake and like all these different, um, post-hardcore and, and metalcore bands that I know know and love, you know? Mm. And uh, while I was over there, I started doing uh, vocal covers. And so I, I kind of got to know bands by their music by doing vocal covers of their songs on YouTube. And uh, so I was in Abu Dhabi and Dubai studying film, graduated high school, started studying film over there, um, joined a band called Nightmare Overdose. That was my first project that I was a part of. We didn't really go very far because there's it's really difficult in the Middle East to like get your band yeah. known. Uh, mm -hmm. We played like one show and it was sick. It was like in a car factory. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did what we could, you know, you play sure. anywhere you can that, that will let you put a PA in. And uh, so that was a really cool experience. But uh, like I said, we didn't really get anywhere. And then when I moved to Australia, I moved to Perth, Western Australia, and started going to venues like YMCA HQ, which is like a notorious venue. It's like the chain reaction of Australia. Oh, okay. um, cool. So whenever bands from the US would come through Australia and play Perth, they would recognize me from my vocal covers. And then they would be like, hey, do you want to come on stage and do guest vocals with us? So I got to like 
do guest vocals for all these bands and, and got to know them. And that led to me ending up like touring with bands as a videographer and doing that kind of thing. Um, and then when I moved out to California, uh, I moved down the street from Chain Reaction because I, I wanted to start shooting more shows. So I just kind of put myself in the place to be a part of the music scene and be a part of the industry. So, um, yeah, going from Abu Dhabi as a 16 year old, like, and as a gay person, like that was, uh, quite, sure, yeah. quite a challenge, <laughs> I can um, imagine. but, yeah. uh, you know, got through, love the place. I, I went back earlier this year to, you know, check it out as a, as oh, a wow. photographer, you know, and, uh, went to Dubai and did a one hour long POV photography video, just shooting around Dubai city and, it was absolutely beautiful. But um, as far as music goes, yeah, I, I don't feel like I, I missed anything. I feel like I was pretty in touch with uh, the, the bands of the time back then. Sure. What, what brought you back to the States? I mean, I've lived outside the States. I lived in Korea for a couple of years and I've been to Australia. And so, so I, I know that pain of coming back. I mean, <laughs> I was in the military, so I sort of really oh, didn't yeah. have a choice. But if I would have had a choice, I'd still be speaking Korean and I'd still be living <laughs> in Korea. You know, what, what was it that brought you back? Well, so I, uh, I graduated with my bachelor's in film production in Perth, Australia. Um, and my dad was trying to figure out what he was going to do. I was living with him at the time. He works for an oil company. He just hit his like 30 years with his, his company. Um, which is awesome, you know, and uh, I figured, well, what am I going to do after I graduate? Do I want to stay in Australia? My dad was thinking about going back to the Middle East, and I was like, well, I definitely don't want to do that right now. Um, I kind of want to, like, live my life and be who I am comfortably and not be afraid to be myself, you know? Right. And I thought, like, California is the place where everybody else went to make it, so I might as well go out there and give it a shot and see if I can make it in entertainment and, and in mm -hmm. music, so came out here and uh i love california you know it's i'm i'm not in la i'm like 45 minutes south of la but like i love being close to la i love being close to all the craziness and you know all the big concerts and that kind of stuff so i i figured this was uh, a better place to come than oklahoma uh for sure. <laughs> I, I tried going back there when i first moved back to the states and i was there for like i don't know a week and a half and i was like this ain't it. I can't get any work out here. Like no, yeah. nobody's, nobody cares about videography in Oklahoma, really, you know, unless you're in like Oklahoma tourism or something like that. But as far as like music photography and stuff goes, I figured California was the best place to go. So I, uh, I came out here, I knew one band, they were called Hardest. They're from Orange County. And, uh, that was uh, where I started. I just like met up with them and then they were like, oh yeah, you should go to Chain Reaction. And then I ended up moving down the street from chain and and just diving into music you know so yeah, yeah. california it's the place to be right now sure yeah, yeah. No, no doubt and uh and ben i mean you, you've uh, you mentioned before you've been an entrepreneur i know you've got a uh, pr management firm called knuckleheads uh why don't you go ahead and, and tell everyone about that a little bit about your company well basically the goal knuckleheads is kind of an offshoot of my original company which is five rings productions and i basically set out to kind of offer every resource this was before fiverr by the way so like before okay. fiverr <laughs> and upwork and all these things that started coming up but basically i wanted to like kind of provide a one-stop shop so like content marketing uh content creation web design uh epk design any of the stuff that you need as a band you know mm -hmm. if you don't know how to do it i was like you know selling those you know reselling those kind of products and stuff like that so i've been doing that for years 
Cool. Um, and then I offshot it. Once I, once I successfully was like, okay, I'm in three bands and I'm managing this and I'm not falling apart, which, you know, now I've been doing this for uh, two years now where I've had three bands going at the same time. Mm-hmm. I decided, okay, well, let's start trying to represent those bands and kind of like doing my own PR, doing my own pushes and stuff like that. Um, and trying to get, you know, endorsements and all that. Basically what a label does. I'm kind of like mm-hmm. easing my way into that. So I've been working on that for the last year or so. That's what Knuckleheads is. It's basically, oh, cool. you know, we, we kind of, par- we partnered with Upstate on our release with Matriarchs. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm working on hopefully doing some more releases with some other names eventually. Yeah, cool. Very cool. Well, you know, I, I emailed, you know, Mario uh, yesterday and I told him, that, you know, that out of all the upstate bands that i've heard you know which has been it's a lot and we've obviously me and chris have done a bunch of interviews with a bunch of those bands too um i really think you guys have the most potential to take it to that next level i mean i'm not just saying that. i'm not just blowing well, smoke you. up your ass you know i mean you got a unique exciting sound and you know the music i mean the band your media presence is solid obviously you, you're on a great label with mario and kim there in upstate you got blood blast distribution i mean the foundation really is set there but of course it always comes down to how hungry and dedicated, right, the bands are in order to get there. And of course, like you guys are both, like you said, Ben, you're in three bands. So, what what's your your guys' plans in terms of what you're willing and planning to do once you know live music does open back up? I mean, is Matrix going to be the main focus for the both of you uh, going forward? Um, as far as well, I'm going to be. I think both of us are. We're, we're kind of on the same page with it. Like we have, we're going to make it work. We just mm-hmm. got to work with yeah. schedules. It's all, I mean, sure. usually with that stuff, you know, 90 days in advance, like if you're going to do something, you, you're mm-hmm. trying to book stuff. I mean, well, I'm trying to book the summer mm-hmm. for next year or right now. So like mm-hmm. anything that happens, you know, it's all communication and stuff like that. I try to keep everything as far as uh, Matrix and Cutthroat and all that stuff. We're trying to keep it all on the same team. So like there's communication and there's no conflicts or anything like that. Awesome. That's how I do it. Cool. Very cool, man. Well, yeah, everybody needs to check out Year of the Rat, the new full length for Matriarchs. It's out October 16th through Upstate Records and Blood Blast Distribution. And uh, once you guys go ahead, pick a song off the album. We'll play a clip for the listeners and tell us a bit about, you know, what it means. And we'll close things out with that. That's UK. Go for uh, it. <laughs> all right. Uh, mm, well, I mean, I love Sleep a lot. I think, you know, that song to me mm-hmm. is like, super strong and uh we just put a music video out for it and it's definitely one of my favorites um you've also got like hollow we've got dogma i mean honestly like you could pick any of the songs and i think i think people will dig them ben what do you think well we do have a single coming out i think next week we're doing bomba clot yeah okay and so i mean if you want to play that one i mean that's personally my favorite song to play um so yeah, let's it's go got, with Bomba Clot. It's, it's a weird song. It's kind of like Deft. Like what I was thinking when I wrote it was like, what would the Deftones sound like if they were a beatdown band? And like that's kind of like <laughs> what I got. Okay. Very cool. So. All right. Well, let's let's put let's check it out. Here's Bomba Clot from Matrix. And thanks for listening to Aftershocks. Thanks for listening to Aftershocks. For more episodes, go to our website at www.aftershockspodcast.com. Visit us on our Facebook instagram and twitter pages for more news and information on the podcast and be sure to subscribe listen to and review all episodes on youtube spotify apple podcasts and all other podcast platforms for your music listening pleasure visit our website or go to www.shockwavesradio.com for all comments and questions please email us at info at aftershockspodcast.com